0: Now more than ever, you need a source of news you can trust, and you have such a source in WYPR. Members are our most important source of funding, and we need you now more than ever so we can continue to keep you informed amid the pandemic with honest, accurate journalism. You can make a pledge at wypr.org. If you're a sustaining member, consider an additional gift or increasing your monthly pledge. We could not be here without you, and we thank you
1: so much. Hello, my name is Theo Hill, and welcome back to One Day at a Time in Recovery in Baltimore. On our first episode, I shared a little bit of my own story with you. And if you haven't heard that episode, I invite you to listen back, and you can hear me talk about the details of my life and my path. The short version is this. I personally struggled with a heroin addiction for most of my life, but I've been in recovery for the past 19 years. It's an ongoing journey, and I've learned more about myself every day. The idea behind this podcast of One Day at a Time is for me to talk with other folks who are struggling with their own addiction and recovery, and for us to learn together. Hopefully, as a listener, you'll come away with a deeper understanding of addiction and some new ideas and strategies for dealing with recovery. My guest this episode is a remarkable woman and a dear friend, her name is Laura, and she's here to share her story.
0: Hello, my name is Laura, and I'm from Baltimore, and I'm blessed to be in the studio.
1: Let's start off with, um, because the podcast is about addiction and recovery. When did your addiction start?
0: Well, my addiction started back years ago, I did have a broken family. Um, My mother left me when I was at the age of seven, and my dad actually raised me. And however, at the age of 16, um, I have gotten my first job and uh, moved out on my own with my boyfriend. But before then, I was in an abusive household. And at the age of 16, actually, when I moved out, I was on my own, and from there, I just took life as it became. Um, I had a few children and got married. After I had got married, um, I was introduced to heroin um, through my husband. I did heroin for a couple years, and I was eventually introduced to crack cocaine, which took my life where I never thought I would go.
1: What were some of the consequences of your using?
0: The consequences of my using were um, a lot of things that I have lost. Um, I had a nursing career, which um, I enjoyed taking care of people. Lost my nursing license, I also uh, had a house that I was paying mortgage on, not rent. I was paying mortgage, and I lost that. I came about to tell my dad um, the lifestyle that I was living, and he technically disowned me. I didn't have no relationship with my dad, um, any of my family. My children that I had, I... uh, technically lost the relationship that I had with them.
1: Uh, What about employment?
0: I just started jumping from job to job just trying to make ends meet and also while I was trying to make ends meet I was also trying to supply the drugs for my addiction and there was no way of keeping a job so there was no actual way of Keeping money in my pocket, Um, there was ways of finding ways and means to make the money to supply the drugs that I was using. I was in and out of treatment um, several times. Actually, it took me five times to get where I am today as of 12 years of recovery. I was in uh, jails, institutions. Um, I was spiritually deaf.
1: And that's lead me to the, my next question. How about your spiritual life? Was there any spiritual life while you were in active addiction?
0: My spiritual life in active addiction, um, I didn't really have a relationship with the God of my understanding. Um, I did go to church um, when I was a little girl. Um, coming up after I got on my own, I stopped going to church. And I never really had a relationship with a God. I always knew there was a God, but I never had a relationship with God um, the way that I do now.
1: During that time, were you angry with God?
0: Yes, I was. Um, I was angry with God because not that I thought that I left God, which I did. I always thought that he left me too um, only because there were times where I didn't have what I needed to get high and you know we always have that certain prayer that we pray to God and a lot of times most of time my prayers never were answered and it was like I never thought that God was on my side that he was not there with me.
1: Yeah, those were called jackpot um, prayers. Um, How many years were you in active addiction?
0: Believe it or not, I was only in active addiction for eight years, and I'm only going to say only because of the fact that a lot of stories and a lot of people that I see in the rooms of N.A. and the fellowship have way more years of active addiction than I do, which I don't separate myself because at any given time, I know that I can always go back to using.
1: What made you finally surrender to your addiction?
0: I surrendered to my addiction when I got tired of living the way that I was living. Um, I got tired of trying to find ways and means to get just that one more. When I would come down off the drugs, there were times where I would really want to be with my children. Um, Thoughts popped up in my head about my kids. And then once I took that next hit, it's like everything like disappeared. But I got tired of the way that I was looking. Coming into recovery, I was 98 pounds soaking wet, and it was like I just got tired of doing what I was doing. I was sleeping with other people that I didn't want to sleep with and was always finding ways and means to get more, and that's not what the lifestyle that I wanted to live.
1: Okay, so how many years have you been in recovery?
0: I have been in recovery now as of... November the 29th of last year, 12 years.
1: Now, if somebody's out there in podcast land, do you have any encouragement about recovery for them that's out there struggling?
0: I have a lot of encouragement. I know if I can do it, I know anybody can do it. My main focus is to take it one day at a time. Sometimes I have to, and speaking as me, I have to take it one minute or one second at a time, but that second or that minute always lasts as long as you don't pick it up, because if you don't pick it up, it don't get in you. And also, I have built a foundation and the NA Fellowship that I go to for guidance and answers that I can't answer myself.
1: Do you still have cravings and dreams?
0: Yes, I do. Matter of fact, I had one. I had a drug dream and a craving the other day. And um, I actually kept it to myself for right now And so, as of today, which I'm exposing it. And I know that once you expose it, it's in the light. And you can get help as long as you ask for it.
1: You've been tempted to use and it would really help if you can let us know how you got through that temptation when it when it came up
0: actually um my last time coming around I was in a transitional house um and it was on Pennsylvania Avenue and it was the best transitional house that I have been in And everybody knows if you know about anything about Pennsylvania Avenue that that's where all the demons and the dragons are so when you're sitting in the house and you're listening to red caps and all the other stuff that they're selling outside that is a temptation and it makes your mind wander like what am I missing and I just had to focus on something positive instead of focusing on the negative and that's what I had to do to get myself a little bit stronger to where I could go outside and I can walk the streets and I can go to the store and do what I have to do on a daily basis but when that temptation comes it's like you have to um, learn how to pick up the phone and talk to somebody and let somebody know where you're at and also before you do that You have to always realize that no matter who has your back, God has your back. And as long as you can pray and say the serenity prayer, it can get you further into life.
1: What is your life like today? Um, Explain some of the things today that helps you stay clean and sober.
0: Well, actually, my daily life today is it consists of my grandkids and it consists of working um one of the things that i have gained when i came into recovery was my license it's one thing that to really want something but it's it is a great feeling to know that you can get in a car in your own car you can turn your own key and you can go on about your business in your own vehicle and know that you're legit So I gained my license. I gained my children's respect back. I've gained grandchildren in the meantime. And um, I have a job which I go to work every day. I get a, I can't say a weekly paycheck because I get paid every two weeks, but I get that money. And when I get that money, I know what I have to do with it. I know I have to pay bills. I know I have to do the things I have to do to survive and be a productive a member of society. And I know, no matter what, that I can always say that I will never use again.
1: How does it feel to tell your story?
0: It feels wonderful to tell my story, and I hope and pray that um, whoever listens to my story that gets something out of it and also know that no matter what comes down the pipe that you just don't have to use that there's always some kind of help somebody out there that will always try to help you if you need help
1: words of wisdom from law as we get ready to wrap up this episode of one day at a time i want to thank law for sharing her story and i want to thank you for listening My name is Theo Hill, and let's talk again soon.